Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Morning Woodruff. I am Earl. This is Travis. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good, good. How are you doing this morning? Um, good. A little bit tired. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, a couple cups of coffee, and you'll be singing in no time. Uh, be able to vibrate through the walls. You have any Red Bull? Uh, no. Oh. I'm a man. Oh, okay. anyway, uh, so, I watched the Chappelle show the other night. Uh, the new the, the, Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones, yeah. yeah. That was really good, right? It was so much fun. I I think that it was something that comedy's been missing for a while. Because it, it there was there were some things in there that made you go, holy crap. Because it was a little, uh, you know, cringeworthy, I guess. Yeah, because say. he was not afraid to, like, offend. And, and that's why I think comedians should be, they should be, they shouldn't have a muzzle. Yeah. They should be allowed to say whatever the hell they want because you got the Second Amendment, you know. And that was basically what he opened with was, you know, I'm going to do some impressions. And then he was like, wow, this offends me. And I'm going to, in 10 years from now, whatever you say is going to come back. And he's like, who is that? All of you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, it really, I think that everybody has a a voice now and everybody thinks that their opinion is valid and I'm sure maybe it, some of it is but maybe some of it isn't you know it's he was talking about Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that that's that's a perfect thing where Louis and, and Dave describes exactly what happened and and I, I, I think that some people have gone too far with this and some people's careers have been ruined They'll they'll never have a job again, and uh, some of the stuff gets thrown out. And after it gets thrown out, you never hear that it got thrown out. You never hear that this person right. was lying or whatever. But what but what happens is when it first happened, you ruin this person's career, and but then nothing ever gets said again. He uh, yeah he, he lost the uh, sacred life of pets too. Right. Well, more than that, yeah, cool. he lost. He had a TV show on FX that yeah. was. He was getting paid millions yeah, of dollars. He was getting Emmys. And... Yeah, he had a he had a movie coming out. It was just about to come out, and the movie was about. Uh, it had the hit girl in it. Oh, uh, Ch- uh, Chloe Mortez Grace or whatever the hell her name is. You were close, different okay. order, but right. uh, but it was supposed to be about somebody lusting after his young daughter, and then. It just seemed like the time was wrong for this, you know, this yeah. to happen. So, I'm glad to hear he does stand up again, though. At least he's like, yeah, he's back. But at first, for the first couple of shows, people were protesting his shows, and and I and it's it's like, how far is this going to go? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you ruined his life as far as his his movies gone. His his TV show is gone, and now he's the only thing this guy can do to make money. And you're gonna protest that he didn't commit a crime. He didn't really commit a crime, you know. And the way Dave describes it, you know, he was in his house and he was Doing masturbating thing, in front yeah. of this girl, and she didn't leave, you know. And that was kind of his thing. Is like he's like, hey, and Sarah Silverman in an interview, she was like, yeah, she was he used to do it all the time. She's like, sometimes I'd sit there and watch, and sometimes we I wouldn't. But it was my choice. Right. And and afterwards, we'd go get a pizza. And there was no big deal. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'd do it by myself, and i get terrified. I'd look in the mirror. Yeah. Never mind. 
And then I started thinking that, I don't know, I don't think he did anything. I don't think he did anything wrong. And I can see where Dave's coming from, you know, where uh, Dave's like, you know, call the cops. They're going to be like, what were you talking about, you know? Um, but he also, he was talking about uh, Anthony Bourdain, you know? And he yes. goes, this guy had the best job in the world, you and know? He killed himself. Yeah. So and, and so it mm. it goes into where you know like how how depressed are you that, that like this guy had the best job in the world fly to exotic locations eat the most delicious food yeah and he still killed himself oh, like Rob Williams Chris Cornell yeah um, that guy from Lincoln Park Chester Bennington yeah. yeah it's like depression is a real real thing. But then, uh, but Dave had this this good joke where he was like, he goes, you know, my my life is like like an above ground pool, you know. <laughs> He's like, but it's a pool, yeah, <laughs> you know. And and I think that, so. Uh, Dave touched on a lot of like really good stuff. Uh, the the Michael Jackson stuff. The mag- that was that was cr- definitely cringeworthy because yeah, yeah. you don't know how people are gonna take some of that stuff, but. It, I still was laughing. I, yeah, I, I, I still was laughing, but, whew. yeah, it was. It was still, and, and exactly, you know, you're, it, you, you may go, oh man, that's that's controversial, but it's still funny. That, well, one thing too is when he made the jokes with the kids and Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was very clear to make the point that he does not think Michael did it. Yeah, and I think that's why he felt like he could make a joke because he doesn't think it happened anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, well, with Macaulay yeah. Culkin, you know, he's but like, that's gonna. the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kid. <laughs> and you know how hard he is to catch? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, was was really, a, that was really funny. It was so good. That was, was really funny. But he didn't leave anybody out. I mean, white people, LGBT, yeah. Control, oh, but he yeah. owns guns. But, and then he goes through the whole thing about abortion. But I don't think a man should have to pay. Yeah. yeah, if he doesn't want the kid either, the, I completely. Yeah, the LBT, LGBT. Yeah, Q, Q, that skit that was great because mom kept asking. She's like, "What's L? What's B? What's <laughs> oh, C? What's Q?" Oh, that's yeah. funny. And decided they keep your money. He's like, "These people took twenty percent of the alphabet." <laughs> you know who they are. Yeah, uh, that was it. Was yeah. really good. It was really good. Uh, do you know if they're going to be doing more of these stand-up specials on Netflix? Yeah. Have you heard? Yeah, you yeah. Know yeah. Was, he got like a hundred million right yeah. for seven specials, and he's only done like four. Dave right. Chappelle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, Netflix okay. is really... They're, they're putting but out, other people, not just Dave Chappelle? Yeah, uh, just like Jerry Eddie Seinfeld, Murphy. Eddie Murphy's Anybody doing funny? Uh, oh, no. I know Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, Adam Sandler... Okay, uh, but I mean, but they're 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 names. They're doing more. No, they're, Sandler can be pretty. Fat. I haven't heard of stand up, and he hasn't done stand up in a long time, though, has he? He did a Netflix special where he came out and he talked and he introduced some of his friends, and then they did like songs. Uh, okay. you know, stuff yeah, and yeah, Sandler is more like yeah, we're all yank bitch. No, I know he is. Like, I've heard of not as talented. Have you ever heard yeah. Sandler's old comedy tapes? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the Yamaka song. Yeah. Well, no, but they're all gonna laugh at you, like some of those bits. And stuff oh, like I, yeah, I know. What you're yeah, he did about. one like okay. the world, like uh, like the world's longest pee. 
you know and so like they're just pouring a thing in there and he's like oh man I really gotta pee and so he starts like it sounds like he goes into like a porta potty at a concert right Oh. And he's like, oh man, and then like the, the water starts getting heavier and heavier. And it sounds like you know it, it's probably somebody just pouring, you of know course. what I mean? But he's like, oh man, and then he's like jiggling the glass, and you can hear the water going. Choop, 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 choop. He's like, oh man, and then it's like he just dumps an entire like thing. Of the, yeah. He's like, oh god. Yeah, you hear the zipper go zip, and then underneath the zipper you hear. Like he's pissing in his pants. Oh god! And you know what I mean. So yeah. they're they're not you know they're not great, but some of them are really funny. He does right. a song. Uh, he does a story about this goat in the back of a pickup truck, and he's like, "Okay, boys, I'm an old goat, talking goat from Europe. Yeah, I know, I can talk. You know, so you want to throw the football like the boys?" And they're like, "No, man, we don't have time." And he's like, "We just wanted to show. I just want to show my friends the talking goat." Okay, guys, well, go ahead and enjoy your rock and roller concert or whatever you do. <laughs> and uh, his, his owner is like, I'm going to beat you with a hickory stick. Yeah. He's like, okay, old man, you have a, you better go to sleep. You have a big day of drinking and beating the shit out of me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're doing a lot of these things. Oh, that sounds good. So, Rocket Man came out on DVD last week. Oh. And, um... You seen it? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's it's so good. It's uh, it's way different than Bohemian Rhapsody, whereas Rock uh, Rock Bohemian Rhapsody focuses on the Queen. This one is like more of the Queen, the music, the band. Sure, yes, not pretty much. Anyways, um. So, uh, but yeah, this one is... So Rocket Man's not about Freddie Mercury? What? <laughs> what? I thought it was. It's a different one. Blasphemy. Um, no, yeah, it was really good. I, it focuses had, just on Elton John? Yeah. Yeah, it's Elton John. Younger, though, yeah, right? Younger. Yeah, Elton. you're not focused on uh, yeah. Brian May or um, what, what was uh, the basis name for Queen Dungy yeah. or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So this one is strictly just Elton John, and uh, the only thing I well, didn't... it talks a little bit about Bernie Taupin. Yeah, was, you know, because you can't have Elton John without Bernie without, Taupin. Yeah, no. Uh, the only thing I did not Bernie like... wrote the lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing I did not like is because it was a musical. They start playing music that he didn't come out with until like ten years ago. Like when he's like when they have a young John as a young kid, yeah. he's singing "I Want Love." That song didn't come out until like two thousand two. Yeah, but you know, if this was a musical, I would expect them to have something that would bring me in. You know, I don't want to start. I don't want to. I don't want to hear like his early stuff anyway. I want. I mean, I, I, I like to hear the the hits. You know, when when mm. he was famous. So, I get it. Well, you know, I do. It's just when when he's like six or seven, all of a sudden you hear Benny, 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 shits. Right. No, yeah. but uh, but none of his hits had come out when he was six or seven. Yeah. You know, so yeah. really, none of them would make sense. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But I understand where you're coming from. But there's really no way, and I, that stuff drives me crazy. But there's no way to timeline that. Yeah. Exactly. Know, with all the songs exactly. he has. That's that's why I say that. Yeah. If they would start playing The Lion King, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here. But, I think if he's, they show him playing a concert in the movie and he's singing The Lion King and it was him when he was like 24, then you go, ah, not quite not accurate. accurate. Yeah. Also, uh, Taylor Egerton, 
Yeah. He did such a great job. Really good job. Did his own singing. Yeah. That was the only thing about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, Grammy and Malik didn't do the singing as yeah. Freddie Mercury. And I was like, you really can't because Freddie Mercury is... And that's why he's Queen one of the greatest Queen. singers yeah. Yeah, oh. ever. Yeah. And you can't, you can't really copy him because, I mean, if you did, it would be a mistake. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's, like, that's why they had to get, was it, uh, Ryan Lambert from American Idol? Adam Lambert. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Ryan Lambert. Different than somebody else. Uh, because this guy can hit some of those notes that are as the, what Freddie was capable of, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can you can get Axl Rose to, to front ACDC because you can kind of get close to Brian Johnson's range. But you, nobody can reach that Freddie Mercury. Mm-mm. That guy can do highs and low, or could you know, like nobody. Oh, yeah. And that's why Queen was so popular, is because it's it's operatic, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, coincidentally, they were having a benefit concert uh, for Freddie Mercury. I think it was a year after he died, and Elton John uh, did a duet with Axel, and they did Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Did they do Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Yeah, it was Elton doing the uh, piano at the very start. And then the middle, they had Freddie doing the operatic section. Right. And then Axel came in with the rock at the end, and it was it was so good. I remember that, I, but I only remember Axel came out and did, I think they did Knocking on Heaven's Door. And uh, it was the first time they'd done it, but... He said something, let's let this one reach the heavens, which was something that Freddie had said at Live Aid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was really good because uh, if you ever heard Guns N' Roses do Knocking on Heaven's Door live, there's a part where Axel breaks it down. He's like, We're going to do this four times. I do one, and then you do one. And, you know, and then so, right. but he, he'll do a, you know, Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. And then everybody would go back and right, sing it back to him. And it was really good. But then they did uh, We Will Rock You. Yeah. And uh, so Axel was pretty good. At the, yeah, yeah. It was good I stuff. See it. Yeah. yeah. It's about to say, uh, speak, yeah, frontman Axel is, is one, he's definitely top five. Well, I would definitely. Okay. Not definitely, but... He's not definitely top ten. Okay. <laughs> not for me. You don't think so? No. Oh. No. When it comes to Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose is the best lead singer With, of Guns N' Roses. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Like, if I was if I was going to go see Guns N' Roses, I would want to see Axl Rose. <laughs> okay, uh, but let's, uh, let's get back on to your Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so... Like, how well that music was... Do you think it makes music today look bad? Well, I think music today is it's changing in such a way where, like, it's a good like with Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man and Blinded by the Light, it introduces people to music that, and it, it, good music uh, in general. But like, I didn't even know that Bruce Springsteen did Blinded by the Light first. You know that song, like no, I did. That's how. That's how. Like of a, a random like fan. I thought it was always done by, uh, Manfred Mann. 
It wasn't? No, it was a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> song first. And so I was like, Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, interesting choice to, you know, to do a Bruce Springsteen movie about bet, a song. About song he has Bru- no idea. Yeah, turns out Bruce Springsteen did it first. You're like, he did a cover of Manfred Mann's song? Yeah. And then he's like, I was blinded by the light. Lit up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Oh, and then, oh so you can actually tell what he yeah, says. You, yeah, you know what he says. So, yo, no, he doesn't say douche. He doesn't say, he doesn't say douche. douche. Lit up like a douche. I always thought he was lit up like a douche. Uh, now, and now when I see somebody that's like really hammered, I'm like, oh, that guy is lit up like a douche. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but I think that, you know, like uh, music is changing so much now mm. where... I always said that good music had no genre, and now it feels like there is no genre. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. go if if you went to like a virtual record store like back in the day. We went to like Tower Records or something mm-hmm. like that, and they had country, pop, rock, and it was all separated. And now music is not okay. Taylor Swift started out as a country, country performer, yeah. and now. Pop. Her songs are on the country charts and the pop charts, and they have songs like Old Town Road, where you wouldn't look at the the top ten country hits, and Little Nas X is number one. Did the world start taking crazy pills? Right. You know, and but it's, it's, not, it's called Old Town Road. Yeah. Just to make it a country song. But they did. They Billy Ray Cyrus uh, does a duet. Right, and because there's a country singer on it. Yeah, because, yeah, and it crosses over. Now, a few years ago, Nelly did a song with Tim McGraw over and over. And it was on the country charts because Tim McGraw was on there. They made two versions. They they do it now. They they have the, uh, the version that has uh, a little bit of fiddle and banjo. Mm-hmm. And then they'll take that and they'll add a... More of a poppy. There was a song with Florida Georgia Line... Or actually, the singer from them. Well, there's only two of them, but only I think only one sings. Right. He did a song with some uh, pop girl, pop singer. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of her name, but the 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 one that plays on the country station is more country. Right. And then I've heard the other one with her on it. He's barely on it, and it doesn't even sound the same yeah. except for her. Yeah, voice. yeah. So it's it's like there now music is becoming where there's no genre. It's just right. it's just there, and so I think that if kids listen, uh, watch these movies and stuff, it might get them interested in like, oh wow, there's this band called Queen, or there's this guy named Elton John. I, I thought it was just the guy from the Lion King movie, and now it turns out that this guy's been around for years. But now, I will say this too, though. You had Run DMC and Aerosmith doing that type of stuff, too, in the 80s, so I'm sure it hit both charts, I would imagine. Which is one of the greatest crossovers. It really is. I, it really, it really is. is. So I just, you know, not all crossovers can are necessarily bad. They're not. No, that's not what you're saying. No, that's not, no. Uh, but um, You're making a point of yeah, why that, would it be because they have one line... That doesn't make it a hip-hop song. Right. Or a country, necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's just everything is blending now. and But when that Aerosmith video, or the Run DMC video, it shows Steven Tyler 
breaking down the walls. I know. You know, and, and yeah, it's like a metaphor. You know, he's breaking down the walls. Mm-hmm. And one of the great performances, I think it was when MTV still had music on it. Yes, and it was Aerosmith and Run DMC, oh, and yeah. then Kid Rock. they brought Kid Rock, and Kid Rock came down, and him and Steven Tyler are going back and forth, and they're throwing the mics yeah. at each other. I remember, you know, yeah, he, remember. he was telling um, Run or who is it, Run or uh, Daryl, and he's like, yeah. "Hey, you want to throw the mics?" And he's like, "No, man, I don't want to do that." And then he's talking to uh, Steven, and he's like, "Hey, man, you want to throw the mics?" Yeah. <laughs> He's all coked up Steven Tyler. Yeah, Steven Tyler doesn't care. He's been, you know, the guy's already a millionaire. He doesn't, yeah, we'll throw the mics. I don't care. And these guys are on live TV, three feet apart, throwing the microphone back and forth to each other. And if it would have missed, you know, who knows? You know, either one of them could have looked foolish. And, mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, cocaine gives you incredible reflexes. <laughs> well, so, so that means both of them were able to snatch the mic. Did you guys... You guys watched the video music awards, didn't you, the other day? Uh, yeah, it was it was playing at my gym, and okay, every so that person that I okay. seen on there, I did not know. Okay, good. I, I the only one I seen that I recognized was Taylor Swift, because mm. they're like, oh, up next is Lizzo, or <laughs> yeah, like Lizzo, and they have all these bad names, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for a rapper called Critical Condition, you know? Oh, I've uh, seen him in concert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And his number one uh, hit, uh, Spleen yeah, well, Index, or whatever. I Spleen Index. I broke yeah. my Spleen Index. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob Zombie, in a few weeks, has a new movie coming out, uh, Three from Hell. Yeah, it's uh, part three of the... Doubles, rejects, or... House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah. And Universal made the first uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, so he really Se- didn't... The second one was Lionsgate, right? Yeah. and uh, Which is kind of an offshoot, but uh, he didn't he didn't have the rights to a lot of that stuff, so it couldn't be like a direct uh, sequel. Yeah. So that's why the Devil's Rejects is slightly different, but he created those characters, so he was so able to... So they're all his. Yeah. And then Three from Hell kind of finishes up where you thought that the Devil's Rejects were killed, and but the fan base was so big that he yeah, went back one Because time. the Devil's Rejects, at the very start of the movie, you're like, these are awful people, I hope they get their just dessert. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh man, I don't want to see them go. And Yeah, you, you kind of end up rooting for the bad guys in that movie, which... Is kind of demented a little bit, you know, especially if you if you saw the first House of a Thousand Corpses, they were supposed to be like the Texas Chainsaw family, mm-hmm. and you really didn't like them. Right. But uh, for some reason, people were like, no, no, we love them, which shows you how sick yeah. Yeah, people are. But And I know, and it's, it's like uh, Rob's music. Uh, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's horror movies, and there's horror music, and Rob makes horror yeah. music, basically. With uh, with the exception of uh, like a few songs, everything he does has a sample of um, old horror movies, right? Yeah, just about everything is either based on horror movies or he has old horror movies or sci-fi movies, aliens yeah. and things like that. And it's it's not a huge genre, you know. There's not a lot of people doing it's horror very music. Yeah, it's very unique. you know a white zombie Rob Zombie song right from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, like when we were talking about music, um, Rob Zombie is never going to be like this new generation 
of music people that listen to it now are would never give Rob Zombie a chance. Maybe not. Not uh, now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because when now. I was a kid, no one listened to Queen. Yeah. Because Queen was old. Yeah. At least yeah. When I not, no no no, I don't no want to say it was, no I, I, it was other a than rare stoner who'd be walking on the Queen for show. for a long yeah. time. The only thing I knew from Queen was another one bites the dust. And, right. and I thought that was their like biggest hit. You mm-hmm. thought that was a spoof of uh, Weird Al, another one. Rides yeah, another the one bus. rides the bus. Great song, you know. <laughs> that Bohemian Rhapsody was two songs. Well, it wasn't until uh, <laughs> yeah uh, when we saw Wayne's World, and he's like, "I got Bohemian Rhapsody," mm-hmm. and I went and saw it with a guy who was older, and he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "What is this guy getting so worked up about?" And they were playing Bohemian Rhapsody in the car, you know, that famous Wayne's World scene. And they're banging their heads to it. And I'm like, that's an interesting choice. And so I got the Wayne's World soundtrack, and I'm listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. And I had no idea what it was until I saw Wayne's World. And and that's why in the movie, he talks about, you know, uh, it's Mike Myers. And he goes, I tell you, no one's going to be driving down the street banging their heads to Queen. And then, <laughs> and then they were. And it introduced me. That's how I found Queen. Ah, that's interesting. And Rob Zombie music, uh, I found that, like, I think we were in the middle of moving here, and I kind of was familiar with White Zombie, but I yeah, didn't. We live, yeah, when we live in Oklahoma, there's no way Oklahoma is going to play White Zombie. Oh, no, you didn't hear yeah. any White Zombie. I'm sure. Yeah. You barely heard any rock and roll. Tornado sirens. Yeah, you heard that that quite a bit. All you heard in Oklahoma was country music and uh, like pigs. They had they had three they had three or four different country stations in Oklahoma for radio, and they all played the same five songs. Right, but then they had they had two rock stations, and one of them was a classic rock, and the other one was classic rock with peppered with new songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I almost crapped my pants when they said we have a band called No Doubt playing and they played uh, I'm Just a Girl. Like I knew that my sister went to school with a lot of the people in No Doubt, and so I was so excited that like they were playing on Oklahoma radio. So I was like, oh, they finally got a shot. And then I had no idea that that No Doubt had been. Gwen Stefani had already done solo stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. By, by the time, yeah, by the time we got it in in Oklahoma, <laughs> she was already a Hollaback girl. All right, and I had no idea. I thought I lived in a time machine because they just came out with that. But uh, when we moved here, they were playing more Human than Human uh, uh, on the radio, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then uh, he came out. He went solo, and he did the uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack, and they got the song. Uh, there's a scene in the movie where they go to this liquor store. And it's called Pussy Liquor. And, uh, and that there's a song on the soundtrack by the same name. Uh, and it's such a... There's clips from the movie in the song, which I I enjoy because... I like to get fucked up, too. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. And it's just really funny to hear Rob Zombie's wife doing that sarcastic, yeah, I'll bet you do. The guy looks like me. And he's like... <laughs> You're like, well, you know, anyway, yeah. so the guy was really excited to see a $100 bill. Hey, Guber. <laughs> um, name's Jerry Over. The guy that works here, he put the other O in, made it Goober. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> nice story, Goober. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's like, great story, Goober. But, uh, yeah, so 